Welcome back to Rich Check Podcast, episode 20. We got a special guest here with us today. Bro Dinky. What's up, what's Woo! up? Yay, Super yay. excited to be here. Yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking about this all day, man. I was at work plugging away. I was like, man, it's gonna be great. Hop on the pod later. Glad to have you, my man. Yeah, hey, Appreciate glad to finally through. meet you guys. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. It's been a long time awesome. coming, I feel like. Mean Master Flex over here. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> um, so before we move on there, Rich Chat. Uh, we started with him last week. We're gonna start with you this week. You got something new on the wrist. Yeah, I got some some new something a little special. Um, it's a Grand Seiko. Respect. Uh, it's not only that. It's a rose gold Grand Seiko. Ooh. Uh, it's reference SBGW two sixty. Mm. Uh, this was released in twenty twenty one along with three other models, but this one's special because it's the only one of the four that's limited edition and numbered. So to celebrate one hundred and forty years of Seiko. Grand Seiko basically dropped a one-to-one replica of the first Grand Seiko from 1960. Wow. So it's basically this, except this is three millimeters bigger. Mm. The OG was a 35, this is a 38. Nice. Still a manually wound movement, same hands, same hour markers, same case shape, just a little bit bigger. It's like a perfect circle. Yeah, it's great. And the lugs are, they're like little rectangles that slightly slope off at the end. Mm. So even though they look long, when you wear it, it's like they're perfect. They don't go over your wrist. And like you said, it's a perfect circle. So, what's the strap? Uh, it's a custom strap from Jean Rousseau, of course. Nice. Because I changed the strap. Is it <laughs> croc? Yeah, it is croc. And we had it made so that it looks like it's one piece. There's no stitching, there's no edge paint. Yeah, there's no, no nothing. That's it's it just nice. looks like a solid piece of leather that goes all the way around. It's tight, man. That thing's beautiful. It's like yeah, a I, nice cognac. All day. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out to uh, It's Chris Band. I see you with the with the sweater and the and the, yeah, and the, and the pinky brand. ring and everything. Uh-huh. This is, this is I'm flex. Good. I did something today. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I was I in a good mood. Um, I'll go next. I'm wearing um, a favorite of mine's. Been a lot of wrist time recently. Uh, Zodiac Super Seawolf. I think. I think I only wore this on the show once, once yeah. and it, I think I had it on bracelet. I've been wearing it on a NATO lately, and um i love it even more actually it looks better on a native yeah, really i think good. so too um uh, not mad at the bracelet but it's it's just a lot more fun i bought several straps uh along with this one and just been changing them doing a little bit of rotation so yeah yeah, yeah this how'd is you, a, how'd you get that watch how yeah <laughs> <laughs> Infamous. it was a christmas gift from my wife shout out to perry's yes, wife thank you yeah, She'll like that. I think we missed on the last one. You did. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was going to be ready with that if nobody said it. <laughs> I told myself, I was like, if some, if nobody shouts her, I got to shout out Perry's why, wife. Why we Literally the only reason she watches. <laughs> what do you got for us, Rashawn? Um, this is a piece that's very special to me. Um, I shared it on Instagram live, but I haven't shared it on the show. Um, never repeats a watch, ladies and gentlemen. So, so far, I still have not repeated a watch since episode one. Wow. Okay. So, we all know Rashawn has at least 20 watches. We all know I at least have 20 watches. <laughs> <laughs> this piece is very special um, because it was the first luxury time piece that I actually purchased. Mm. Um, this, at the time, was like at a, a upward price of like 500 some odd bucks. So, it was like the most I ever spent on maybe even like a single item at the time. Um, this was a piece um, that is done by Mujin Picard um, in collaboration with J. Crew. Mm. Um, it's a brand that Tourno had actually um, revived. Um, so they're a really old watchmaker, um, really cool. They do like pilot, 
watches and like super big legible um dials that look really really clean and 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 i love it um why this watch is so special to me is because you know knowing our fashion background we all met together at j crew mm -hmm. nearly a decade ago wow yeah um so like this this watch here really separates uh celebrates you know 10 years of our friendship that's great at it's least very 10 sweet. years of our of, of our friendship. And you got it on a hand tool leather strap now here we go. Okay. I saw that because I'm looking at the boots and I'm like, oh, there's a yes. Yeah. The plot thickens. <laughs> so, um, you know, we always talk about it all the time. You know, the fit gods getting together and just like throwing it down. Um, so, of course, my watch has to um, complement my style. <laughs> I got my cowboy boots on. Not just any cowboy boots. Oh, yeah. What I, are these, ostrich? That's a be. lizard. It's a lizard. They're lizards yeah. in front. They're slick, whatever they are. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's like a, like a lizard. It's got like this really, really cool texture to it, which kind of brings to the texture of the hand tool leather. It does. It's, strap. Matches perfectly. Matches perfectly. And then, you know, I got my Warren Lotus t-shirt. got my like little cowboy here. Like, I see you. You know, hanging out. Las Vegas <laughs> <laughs> makes me want to get on a plane and go somewhere. You know, All right. respect so, method to my madness. Sure is. What do you got for us, my man? Uh, I am also wearing a Grand Seiko. Okay, Ooh. that was not planned. No, it's the Sean Bun. You can pass yes. that around if you nice. want. Nice uh, SBGA four one three, I believe it is. This is a favorite of mine, actually. Yeah. It was uh, one of those watches. I saw it and I said that I got to own that. Yeah, mm -hmm. our, I think our friend John posted this today. Yeah, he posted this today on the gray strap that he has. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think. I mean, the dial strap. is beautiful on that. Yeah, the dial is insane, and it's so hard to put that thing down. Every day I look at it, it's just like I should wear you. It's also yeah. it's also probably your most accurate watch. It's insane. It really is. I, I mean, mean, yeah. You, I mean, the polishing. I always Grand Seiko always gets me. Just with all the uh, like the dial work and the indices and the hands, and even just the the movement is crazy. Like you know, you got the power reserve on the front. Not everybody's a fan of that, and I understand that. But you can watch the efficiency of the movement from just your your regular whatever driving a car, shuffling mm -hmm. a deck of cards. The thing charges up like nothing. Like that magic lever system is crazy. Mm -hmm. I actually like seeing that on the dial. I do too. I think it's a really cool aspect. I think it's part of their part yeah, of exactly. Their, yeah. I love power reserve. Yeah. Yes, it's a part of their DNA. This is great. You've sold a ton of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you need a shoe bro, come see me. <laughs> Respect. Yes. So, Bro Dinky. Not your real name. No, it's not my real name. What's my, your real name? My real name is Lee. Where are you from, Lee? I'm from Long Island, New York. Long Island in the house. Yeah. Respect. Um, New York guy, very yeah. hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I found it. You guys are here. I was like, oh, this is great. It's funny because <laughs> more uh, New Yorkers, like, yeah, exactly. But before you walked in, Rashawn was like, I have no idea what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't. Uh, which is cool. You're kind of a man of mystery, a little bit. Um, but very popular uh, in the watch world. Um, your your account is beloved by everybody. Everyone shares something, and you had a you had a. You had a big week during Watches and Wonders. There I was did. a lot of heat that came out. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my my week or couple weeks of the mm -hmm. year when everybody starts dropping things. 
not necessarily even to just make fun of stuff, but because there's so many knee-jerk reactions, there's just a ton of material out there. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a gold mine, you know? Really I, I always seem to, to stack up follows during that period of the uh, year. So what inspired you to start Bro Dinky outside of maybe Ho Dinky? But what, uh, in yeah. terms of the name, but what, what, where'd you get the idea to start this account? So I guess it was once I started, I guess, formally collecting watches, mm. I was looking for, I guess, a community of sorts. The forums really didn't seem like it was a thing for me, at least. There's a lot of, you know, that snobbery that goes around and you don't really get a sense of people who they are because it's very much just written words. So I was like, all right, let me hop on Instagram and let me, let me see if this is a thing. And okay. it was, right? I start looking up hashtags. Mm -hmm. I start looking up different accounts. There's people doing different stuff. Some people do the flat lay photography. Other people are just wrist shots, mm. but they all seem like they're having fun. I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then, you know, you start following all the big outlets, right? Your, your Hodinky, your blog to watch and all that. And you start getting a sense for like the culture yeah. of what it is, right? And then part of me, I consider myself a pretty average guy. Some of the stuff I was just like, this is a little bit over the top. Sure. <laughs> a little bit. And that, that's no shade to anybody. But yeah. I think they, they know who they cater to. Sure. Sometimes. And so I was like, all right, let me, let me. At first, I just had a, a count of wrist shots like everybody else. And I was like, you know what? I follow enough of these accounts for like sports and other things. I was like, I bet you I could put some funny stuff out. So I started making things. And I didn't really have many followers at first at all. You mm -hmm. know, I, I had a, like a, a core group. And some of them I still keep in touch with today, which is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. But I had a, a little core group of people who were like, haha, this is great. You know, don't stop doing this. I enjoy it. I'm like, okay, you know, so I'll, I'll keep it going. Yeah. And then I got a couple, I guess, lucky reposts from some people who had platforms, whether it was podcast, whether it was somebody blogger, whatever. And it just started growing. And, you know, I had, I had like my first day where I picked up like 100, 200 followers. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, I was like, have I arrived? Like, is this a thing? The answer was no. I still only had like 1,200. But, <laughs> but it was it was like, a you know, it was a cool feeling. Somebody would message me be like, hey, you got a shout out on such and such program. I'm like, wow. It's like somebody noticed me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just an average dude just posting nonsense, you know. Um, so I kind of just let it evolve from there at first it was kind of taking shots at like the funny little tropes of watch collecting mm -hmm. and then some of it was you know the watches that people like to rag on once in a while sure. and then it was some of the <laughs> some of the publication material and at first i can't lie i was a little bit of a a loose pistol loose cannon if you want to say i've since i think curtailed my content a lot because it's, it, it's almost like you know how, like, in UFC, you have all... It's always the new guys always, like, talking a lot of mess, right? Sure. Conor McGregor. Yeah. It, it, it's always the guy with the bravado who gets the attention. So, I was like, it oh, yeah, seems like a good, a good way to go. You know, and then you think about it, and you're like, there, there is somebody else on the other end of this. Sure. And you're like, and they not only have a career in this, but they're like a person. They have relatives, kids probably. Maybe this isn't what I really want to be doing. So, I, I, I try to make it more... Um, collector focused after mm -hmm. that like just the funny things we do you know how many you change your strap 50 times a day yep you know you you ding your watch and like i'm not even gonna look at it oh my god like there's there's just so many little nuances of the hobby when you when you feel like you're in it yeah and i feel like when somebody else expresses it you're like oh me too that's so funny like that was what i started going for is more relatable than anything that yeah that was what i was gonna get at too is because your memes are so relatable and even on the show like, I'll go ahead and be like, oh, this is like a Brodinky meme. I call it that. <laughs> and like, you know, and especially since we've had our relationship, because 
the and you know we've talked about how the internet has brought so many great people together yeah and it's amazing to see your development to go ahead and say, all right, I'm doing like all this crazy stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah. in the beginning, I kind of did like some stuff for shock value. But yeah. then you kind of dial back and you're like, oh, man, there is somebody on the other end of that screen. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you might have stabbed somebody in the chest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then kind of going into that realm, because when we were putting together the episode and we were like talking, I was like, man, like your content's so good. And you don't really know where you're going, but like, cause you're very unbiased. It's like, man, does this guy like watches? <laughs> Dark and everything. But like, I mean, now look at, like, looking at your collection and getting to know you, like, well, oh, you actually truly do love watches. You collect watches, which is so funny. And I think there's a, there's a, an aspect to your humor that I enjoy too, where it's like, I kind of get that you even, you, you poke fun at the watch world, but, you're poking fun at yourself too. Oh, 100%. sometimes it's it's like it's all of us, and I get it through the humor because there was one meme that you posted that made me laugh out loud, literally. And I'm a big Tudor fan, and it was like a screen grab from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Pitt's walking by. It's like, guess what we're doing today? We're making black bays. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, legit. Yes. That's the mission. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it was hilarious. And it's funny because a lot of times people will, whether it be in a comment or sometimes a DM, because they don't really know where I'm coming from, they're like, oh, you're just a hater of X brand. And I'm like, no, I actually really like that brand. Mm -hmm. Like, I make fun of Seiko a lot. I love Seiko. I make fun of Tudor a lot. You make fun of everything. Tudor was my first luxury watch. Like I bought a oh, Tudor respect. Pelagos was my first, my first big, big boy watch. Yeah. Like over, over a thousand. It was a okay. Tudor Pelagos. I'm like. That's a monster of a watch, and I, I, I still to this day I'm like, damn, I really wish I didn't sell that thing. Like, but mm. I, it was one. Of, it was during that period where I, I really didn't know what I had. Mm. Like, I didn't really experience enough pieces. So I was like, oh, this is what you do. You buy, you sell, you buy, you sell. You experience everything. You find out what you like. And now I'm like, damn, that thing had a lot in it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I could have probably rolled with that, you know. But it, it's funny to always hear people say, oh, I know what you know who you like and don't like. And I'm like, all right, let's have it. And they're like. <laughs> You don't like the XYZ. And I'm like, no, actually, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. We get that sometimes, too, because, like, we, we like to, to rip on Rolex a lot. But it's like, I mean, we all really kind of like it. Yeah. You know, it's like, but it's the fun thing to do. And you get it. And there's all these other things that go with it. So it's like, I get it. Um, so what's interesting and one of the things that that Rashawn did bring up, because um, this was something that we did talk about. He's like, man, doesn't even like watches. <laughs> you are. You collect watches. I do. You're a legit collector. I do. Yeah, I was listening to an episode, uh, your most recent episode, because I actually really like uh, Rich Cheese Radio, Thank you. Appreciate uh, by the way. And you were talking about um, the Nevada Gretchen, which is what your most recent purchase. Yeah, yep. So talk talk about a little bit about like what led you to get in this piece here. So I've always looked at this brand. We were talking about actually before the show, you were talking, you brought up the Depth Master. I was mm -hmm. looking at the Depth Master before they even brought it back. Okay. Because I, I had seen it on an, an episode of Talking Watches actually with Alton Brown. Mm -hmm. And he had one, a vintage one. It looks so good. And I'm like, man, that case is like, it looks really well proportioned. It doesn't look gigantic, but yet it's still like a, a chunky, funky diver. I'm like, I could see myself with that. Then they brought it back. I started looking through their whole catalog. And then we were doing an episode. I can't remember what the theme of the episode was, but my partner Schmidt brought it up and he was like, you should check out this watch. It's the Nevada Grand Chin Super Antarctic. It's a callback to a previous watch like a lot of brands do now. Somebody who has it from way back when will 
bring it to them and say, hey, you, yeah. sh- you should redo this. And they're like, I should. I, I mean, I know that happened with the Longines Navigation, the big eye. Somebody yep. did the same thing. They brought it. They're like, look how good this is. They're like, yeah. yeah it recently we- happened with Belova too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody did it with this. It's got kind of an explorer-ish look to it. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's um, nice. But it was out as basically a competitor to the Explorer at that time. It was oh, out wow. in the 50s. So it does have a lot of those same characteristics, but it comes in a few different uh, dial configurations. They have the um, different looms. They have like a cream loom, a ch- like a really bright white, and then this one, which is like a tint of green, mm-hmm. which I really like. And it's it's killer. It really is. Like when I walk inside, outside, it's nuts. It, it is super killer. There's something super 1950s about it too, just the dial. It kind of reminds me of a, a Super Seawolf. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I remember when this one was making its rounds on the blogs. This this is something that this piece actually caught my eye. I'm a big fan of of Nevada Gretchen. I I am considering <laughs> popping <laughs> off on that uh on that Pac-Man just because they they sell out quickly. They do. And so I saw this morning when I was looking at them, I was like, oh man, there's only like just a couple of them left. Maybe I should get one. And they're not crazy expensive. I no. mean, it's not a cheap watch. But in comparison to like an Explorer or some of your more competitive dive watches, reasonably priced. I mean, it's under under fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah most of them like really. The They're like twelve. Range, yeah, like twelve and change. Yeah. Did they bring that back as a limited edition? I don't think it's limited. I think they, I think they they drop it in batches. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what they do. What yeah. I, I feel like they just drop in batches. I, I don't know if it's a production thing or what, but. I'll see you every once in a while. Oh, this is restock. This is restock because they they pretty much exclusively do like vintage reissues mm-hmm. mostly. Uh, but that's kind of what I like about them. They they play up on that heritage, and it is very much their own. It which, is which it's I respect their own design language. They've got the history there. It is cool. What I found out about that is they um, got the bracelets, I believe, sourced from Forstner. Oh, and then got their own Nevada stamped on the back. Mm. They put their own clasp on. It, yeah. it looks like a porcelain bracelet. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. But I guess they collab with them to get like, you know, an ideal fit on there. But it's really cool. And you can get the clip uh, kind of military-ass bracelet, a few different ones. They offer straps. They offer tropics, leather. That's interesting. I'm a big fan of porcelain bracelets. I have two of them I use on my Speedy. Um, I don't think they get enough credit. And they've got a really good history. Yes, they do. Yeah, very interesting company. Uh, they just issued their own watch actually recently. I think it's called A12 Forstner. Okay. Which is like a repro of, of another like military watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. Um, in terms of watch collecting, where where did it start with you? Where did your love affair with watches come about from? You know, I always have a, a little bit of a hard time drawing back to exactly what it was, but I, I have like a collection of stories that I think of. And I remember in the seventh grade, my mother got me my first steel watch. It wasn't plastic. It was steel. It was a guest watch. Okay. It had a blue dial, but it was, you know, brushed steel. And I remember it had a, the, the logo in the middle of the dial. Mm-hmm. But at that point. And guess was hot at this time. It was. Too. Like, I was about to say, they were the providing, brand. Exactly. Yes, like context yes. with people. Like at this point, you're in seventh grade, 90s. It doesn't get hotter than guess. Almost. Guess watch, guess jeans. Yeah. My mom was talking about guess, a two-time guess, guess watch. Tea, the white tee with the little red. Oh, yeah. Triangle. Yeah. <laughs> you was the man. Yeah. So this was, for to date myself, this was right after the Jenko phase. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> this, for, for those who might be a little too young for this, the Jenko phase, these were really baggy pants. They yeah. Normal waist size, but the pants were like, 
crazy diameter. And yes. I don't know, it was kind of like jeans. a skater look. Yeah, what like Michael Jordan jeans. No, nah, they were they were different, dog. Uh, yes, but for the they people were like, who don't know, they're like, yeah, no, nah, they yeah. were like dunce cap jeans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they just they just got bigger oh. and bigger. I had a pair of Jinko shorts, jean shorts. Don't let's yeah, not even get into that. Parachute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking about yes, but so guess was hot at the time, yep. and so at that point, I felt like I was taking the step to maybe dressing more like a normal human being, you know, growing a little more mature. So at that point, I felt like, man, maybe like I, I've arrived a little bit, like I, I'm taking like a step into manhood because at that point, my parents had been divorced and mm. I lived with my mother. So I didn't really have a father figure around to kind of take me through it. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm kind of finding it for myself here. Yeah. I remember I gashed the crystal on a tile in the hallway. I was avoiding somebody. And I, I, I rashed it and I was like, oh, man, and I didn't know you could just get them replaced. So sure. at that point, it kind of went in the drawer and I was mm -hmm. like, all right. And then again... When I was in, it was either high school or college, but I decided, I was like, you know, maybe I'll get another watch. That was a lot of, I, you know, I like to accessorize. It'll be good. So I got another guest watch because at this point, that's all I know. And at this <laughs> point, it was the a period where there was a lot of bust downs and things that were very cool. I don't have that kind of money to be spending on a watch. So I got another guest watch. It was... <laughs> It was encrusted with uh, Swarovski crystals. Nice. But as, <laughs> but as a teenager, sure. you know, I'm like, who knows the difference? Exactly. Yeah. Right? Bling, bling. Yeah. So I wore this. I wore it through college. And, and I was like, oh, I was like, this is a nice accessory. This will look good or whatever. And then the battery stopped. And I didn't know you could change those. Or I, or I, I was just too lazy to take it to a jeweler to get it changed. Mm. So I was like, okay, you know, put it down for a little bit. And then eventually... I started making some money in a career, you know, sure. and I was like, maybe I'll get back into it and I'll see what's out there. And mm -hmm. that was when I really started hitting it. I, I was all over the blogs. I was all over the websites. You know, you log into Amazon, you type in watches. Most of the stuff you get is like Scoggin, yeah. Invicta. Yeah. And you're looking around and at least you can piece together what you like a little bit. You mm -hmm. can kind of see, I like this about this one. I like that. I like this type of watch. What is this? Oh, it's a diver. Okay. That, yeah. That's me. I'll start looking around. And then you see how vast the, the yeah. price is getting. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. And you don't really know why at first. You don't really know why something's expensive or why it's not expensive. Mm -hmm. You're just like, okay, whatever. But you hop on the forums and then people at this point, it was probably 2015 maybe, everybody started watch SKX. Okay. Okay, right? And at this point, I don't know what it looks like, but it, it has a similar look to a Submariner, which mm -hmm. is a very nice watch. So, okay, it looks like a classy watch. I'll mm -hmm. go with it. But I'm a little bit against the grain, so I didn't go with that. I said, well, what else do they offer? Found the turtle. I bought a limited edition turtle. And at this point, this was it was 600 bucks, and I'm, it was an Asian limited edition only. It was green and black. And I didn't know anything about the hobby, but I'm on the forum, and I'm like, all right, I'm about to offer this guy in Asia 600 bucks for this. I was yeah. like, I wonder if it's going to arrive even. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, all right, leap of faith. I'll use PayPal. Maybe I can get my money back. It shows up. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. Right. It had like it, it came on the bracelet. Yeah. I was clicking the bezel. I'm, I'm, I'm winding it. I'm like, this is cool, man. This isn't like the battery. I can tell this isn't like the battery one. Like mm -hmm. this is something else. And that was, I think, where I just went off the deep end. And after that, I was just looking at everything. Just down like, the rabbit like, hole. Yeah. At that point, I wasn't married yet. But my, my then girlfriend was like, all you do is sit around on the couch and, and look at watches all night. <laughs> it would be like nine o'clock. I'm sitting on the, she's watching something on TV. I'm like just flicking on the phone. And she's like, all I see you looking at is watches. I'm like, well, it's better than a lot of things I could be looking at. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right? right. So 
that's another part. I think it's a pretty, pretty clean hobby. I mean, you can get yourself in trouble if you, you can if but you do a lot of swiping. But yeah. for the most part, right, you're meeting up with a lot of like-minded people. And I always tell my wife, it's like 99.9% dudes. You're safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> Nothing so, to worry about, honey. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it, it just became a big snowball effect after that. And uh, I guess here I am. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You're, you're, the first watch was a, a guest watch. I never shared it. that with these guys. One of my first watches, um, which also had Swarovski crystals on it, was a Mark Echo watch. Oh, Mark so I had the Echo Rhino. Yeah, the Rhino in the logo center. The <laughs> yeah, and the indices the... were were fake diamonds. <laughs> but I wore the hell out of that thing. Well, th that was something that I was going to bring up too because um, even when we had Beth on the show, I was surprised. Because I and when when we shared our kind of like beginning and entry into um, watches, it was actually like Casio mm -hmm. and like G Shock. Sure. Um, similar to to your story in Beth, she went with a fashion watch. So she went with a fashion watch, and then went straight into like high horology, hot horology, like the whole nine. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like you have this appreciation. You don't have any kind of guidance, so you have to figure it out on your own, what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. But then when you find what you like, like you get the best, like the top tier. Like where, where does your mind go for you to go ahead? I'm going to get like only this piece that's exclusive to like the Asian market. Like it, that's like so, so niche coming from a fashion watch. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing happens. Like people... Guys I work with, they know I'm into it. So when they want to buy one, they're like, hey, is this a good one? And I'd be like, what do you like about this? Maybe it's not. Mm. What do you like about it? Oh, I like this. I'm like, let me show you another one. Same idea. Let me know if you like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's almost the same thing. I'm good with that. All right. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you mm -hmm. maneuver the minefield here because there's plenty, plenty of traps out there. But yes. it, it's the same idea. You see something you're like, and you're like, okay, I'll go from this. And then the next day they're coming in and they're like, I found this. Yes. And it's something off the reservation. And I'm like... How did you get here? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Just going completely off the hill. Oh man. Um, so you brought some some pieces. We went over the the Nevada. Um, in terms of what we have here, what is the the eldest piece? Eldest to me or eldest time was? To you. What was the uh what's the oldest piece here in terms of your your acquisition? It's the one I'm wearing right now. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. So how did that come about? How'd you get the Shingo? So I have friends who run an AD in Colorado that I, I met through the account. Mm -hmm. And one day we were just talking and it was right around when they just came out. And I was like, man, it's so nice. And, and so we were just chit-chatting casually. And I was like, hey, you ever get any of those Grand Seiko seasons in? I know they're kind of popular right now. And they're like, we get one every so often and it goes right away. I'm like, dang. I was like, this is going to be another one of those watches. I see. Yeah. I see <laughs> so it was, it was the day before Thanksgiving, I remember. And I happen to just be talking like, oh, by the way, we got one of those seasons. And I'm like, which one is it? They're like the spring. I'm like, yeah, just just take my credit card. Run it. Like this was one of those watches I saw it. And I was like this. I was like, I, I need to experience this. Like it, it's it's just so intricate. And even most of the time it looks pretty silver. But you catch a lot of the pink in the power reserve. You do. But in that in low light, you get a lot of pink. And that gold GS logo just sings. It looks so good. Like in low light, this watch kills it. There's truly an art form to to what Grand Seiko does. Um, I think, especially with people who aren't very familiar with the brand, it's like when you see one, it's kind of like a wow 
factor. Because a lot of people are familiar with Seiko, the company, but then when they see these, they're like, what's the, I mean, that was like my experience when I first came across Coin Seiko. Mm-hmm. It was like, what is this? Yes. Like, I didn't even know that this was the thing. And mm-hmm. then you start going down that rabbit hole and it's like, it's very difficult, at least for me still, I don't own a Grand Seiko and I'm still trying to figure out which one is going to be my first. Yeah, I don't know. know. There's so many many options and they're all really, really good. They're all really, really good. It's like you you can win with whichever whichever one you choose. But then you're like, oh, I should have got. So the interesting thing, the the interesting thing that, you know, because sometimes like when you're looking for a watch, like you'll hit a couple of touch points first. Right. Like you might there might be a brand that you want to experience and then you might get into the aesthetics and then you'll get into the technology. Um, with Grand Seiko, what's interesting is they have a very strong brand. The technology is, is there yeah. in every piece. Mm-hmm. So it forces you to it forces you to find something that you like aesthetically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they're so strong in terms of their aesthetic. You're looking for beauty when you look at a Grand Seiko. Yeah. You want to experience you want a visual experience with that watch. Yes. Right. Like it's a little bit more than the technology because it's built into it. It's like it's 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 like what's going on with this yeah. piece on your wrist, too. Right. It's like you have the history. You've got the brand mm-hmm. cachet. Um, the technology is there. But then it comes down to like beauty. Yeah. And the fact that it's almost the same exact thing from the six from 1960, except the size. Yeah. And still all 350 of them disappeared. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then it's even like the names that are cool, like the Shunbu. Um, so that's awesome. Wait, at what point did you consider yourself a collector? When did you, is that something that you, have you wrestled with that yet? Is that, um, I, I guess I would say once I started thinking about a collection in terms of what I wanted to own, mm. I think that was when I was like, okay, now it's a collection. I'm going to try to fill it out. Which, I don't know if that's a great way to do it. I mean, I feel like that's what people tell you to do. Oh, you need a dive watch. You need an exploration watch. You need a chronograph. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what you have to do. I think if you just keep following what you really like, you'll get there better than trying to fill out, like, a structure or trying to say, okay, I only collect this. Because if something else comes along and you're like, man, I really like that, but it doesn't fit my bill here, you're really not going to buy it because it it doesn't fit in with the rest. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I. Collector is such a weird word. It is, you know, like because it, it almost it's something about it, especially in this world where it's like it's kind of like a professional stamp. Yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 and it's like, well, I'm not a professional. Exactly. This is just something that I really, really enjoy. Exactly. But there is that that battle with that word that I find because it it kind of forces you into a whole new sphere. It's like a aficionado. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's, and your your outlook is very similar to ours because we're kind of like well if you if you make it a chore and you have to check a box it's like i don't want to be associated with that mm-hmm. yeah I, like you said i don't want to be a called a collector like i just want to be a guy that loves watches i have these watches and they bring me joy and you know this is just what it is mm-hmm. you know yeah um, so what other brands do you like? 
You make fun of a lot of brands. I do. And I think this is one of the main reasons why we wanted to ask you. So it's kind of like I, had to, I would like to, I would like all those people who work at those brands to know that there's no love loss. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, first of all, we are I, taking free watches. I, I, yes. Yeah. I make I make fun of Seiko as much as anybody, and they're probably my favorite brand or favorite family of brands. So let's get that on the table right there. Okay. Um, I love them, and I make fun of them for things that they deserve, like misaligned chapter rings and such. It's fine. It's something we've all accepted. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Tudor. I actually really like Tudor, even though I've come down hard on them sometimes. It's because I want them to be the brand I feel like they should be or could be, and I feel like they're just hold, they're holding back. They're pulling punches a little bit. I'm with you there. You know? Like, I, I see I'm what you can do. I had the Pelagos. <laughs> I've seen what you can do. Yeah. You know, let it loose. And yeah. I, I know there might be some bigger, you know, puppeteers at play there, but I just, I know what that brand could be if they wanted to be, and, and it, it pains me to... To, to see it be very like junior roller. Black base. <laughs> no, I feel you. And, um, you know, it's funny because when Watches and Wonders passed, I got really, really excited about the Tudor Black Bay Pro. I got really excited. And um, I tried one on. And for a time, I was like, yes, I'm going to get this watch. And then all of a sudden, I was like, no, I'm good. I want to explore it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, it, and 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 it hit me. And there were a lot of jokes that are out there. And then I think, uh, you know, one of the shows that I watched, I really enjoyed too. Theo and Harris, I think that dude Christian is is funny. And they had a, an, an episode where they were talking about Tudor being like a Rolex homage brand. And um, I hate to see it come to that, but yeah. this last offering kind of is like, you know, yeah. If it's a little homage. I don't know if you caught. I got to mention in that video. Oh, you did? Yeah. Um. They they had the meme of the kid with all the hot dogs and it just. Oh said yeah 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 that was good. <laughs> but going back to what I said in the beginning of this episode, um, like I said, I was a little bit of a loose cannon back there. I I guess at some point I took a shot at Christian, <laughs> and oh, he remembers you? it because okay. he brought it up, and I was like. <laughs> So when I posted the one from Inglorious Bastards, I put I put a little note in the bottom. Christian, no love lost. I, I was that. like, we can be bros, man. I was like, I come I a long that. way since I was an, an immature dinky, like <laughs> an immature dinky. <laughs> an you know, immature dinky. There's no there's no beef, man. It's okay. That's so funny. Um, in a lot of ways, his show actually helped inspire this show. Did it? It did, because so one of the things that we had noticed when we were kind of like surfing YouTube and looking at podcasts, there wasn't there wasn't very many where it was like this conversational. You guys have Rich Cheese. They had Theo and Harris. But outside of that, it was always just like some dude at a table with a watch and a camera on the watch. Yeah. And like that was it. Mm-hmm. And you, I could only take but so many of those. <laughs> True. True. And then True. I started watching uh, their stuff and I enjoyed the banter that they had. Um, and then I was like, you know what, maybe... There's there is a space here for more people to kind of join the conversation. Yeah. Um, so just interesting, interesting tidbit. But going into that, you're a podcaster now. Yeah, another kind of weird label. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so used to, if I could be honest. How's it feel? It's it's fun. You know, it's still pretty young. We're 25 episodes in. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's all right. It is work. It people is. People say it's work. It is work. It's work. Right. You I, have to love it. I put in a lot of work in the editing room. And by that, I mean my basement. Mm. But, you know, after a long day of work and I come home and I'm like, oh, man, I got to edit this for the drop tomorrow. Like, 
sometimes I'll be nodding off. It's it's work, you know. You it does take time away from other things, and you know, my wife knows Thursday nights it's podcasting night. So that's awesome that she respects it, though. She does. She yeah. don't worry. She gets her her pokes in. She sure. pokes plenty of fun. But shout out to Bro Dinky's wife. Yeah, yeah there we go. go. Yeah. So love that. I have to. Uh, I have to let her listen. You know what's so hilarious too? Speaking of like you actually working in the basement. In the beginning of our early parts of filming, people believed that we were filming. That's it. what I was talking about <laughs> before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, they, especially the guests. Like when most people get here, they're like, "Oh, I thought this was like in you. I thought this was like your man cave or something." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nah, this is an actual studio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so but I enjoy Rich Cheese, uh, Rich Cheese Radio, and um, you and Schmidt have a a very similar good like you guys have great chemistry thank you and um one of the things i couldn't get out of my head today too because i was like thinking of all these things i was going to talk to you about and um you know your humor still kind of rings through on the show and i just remember like you know obviously watches and wonders has been like top of conversation for the last three or four sure. weeks and um, you guys are talking about it. And it's like, man, you know what? There was a lot of out there. There's a lot of fondue. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all right? the melted cheese in Geneva? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it got me thinking. I was like, man, what if like, what if we hosted Watchers and Wonders in New York? It'd be like chopped cheese. Like, you <laughs> People know don't know what that is. People don't know no, about the chopped cheese. So yeah. I can imagine like all these influences on, on uh, Instagram just be like, chopped cheese. Right, the price you know? don't go up again. <laughs> facts, facts. Yo, that's something we should look into. Um, but I love your approach to it, and I think there there is a shared spirit between what you do in Bro Dinky and what you and Schmidt have on on Rich Cheese Radio. Do you, does it often feel like the watch world is too serious? At times, yeah. And that was part of what started the the humorous account, and that's kind of where I I have my fun, and I hope other people can see that and kind of. I feel like they do join in with that and mm -hmm. kind of it helps their enjoyment of the hobby where it can't be too serious. Rich Cheese Radio is also kind of where I can talk shop, where I can be a, more of the quote unquote collector and have serious discussions because when I'm online, A, people can't tell if I'm kidding or not yeah. at the time when I post things, yeah. but I do a lot of tongue in cheek mm -hmm. or just little quips here and there. It, it It's not a long form, you know, it's not... um. There's not a lot of room, even in comments or DMs. There's only so much I can type with my fingers. It's it's nice to have a second outlet to really exactly. to really get yourself out there. And even then, like Schmidt and I have a good relationship, but we don't we don't agree on everything. Sure. And, but I think that's one of the things that's like great about it is that you don't have to agree on everything, and you shouldn't agree on everything. And just acknowledging that you're not going to agree, mm -hmm. and that somebody else has a different point of view, is a good thing. As opposed to, I, I feel like when that happens, you just you can feel it coming in the comment section, like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> somebody's going to be boiling after this one. Yeah. I'm going to get some very, very serious comment. But I think that's what people need to realize is, A, nothing is that serious. This is like a fun exactly. hobby that, that's completely unnecessary, first of all. Mm -hmm. yes. And secondary, like, just have fun with it. If somebody is a total fanboy, like, just accept that and be like, okay, I know where you're coming sure. from. Like, I, I get you. It's cool. Like, There's a connection there, and that's okay. Yeah. And it's great that, I mean, we don't agree with everything. I mean, if you've seen the show, you, you know that's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's one of the main reasons why I like the show so much is, and you, you guys do get into watches, and on the most recent episode, um, I think Schmidt was going on about Rado. I think I pronounced that uh, correctly. 
And um, you guys went on this whole um, this whole thing about dive watches, which is what inspired me to wear my my Seawolf today. But in the spirit of having fun and, and talking watches, you've got another watch here that I'm a big fan of. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh, Bradley Price uh, as a designer and what he's done with Autodromo. Um, tell us a little bit about this piece. All what right. made you? Uh, so what, what made that worthy? First off, nobody knows I have this. I don't think. Oh really? I, I don't. I, I was talking to Schmidt about this because he got on me because I didn't tell him I got that because he's a big fan of that and he's like I would have bought one too. You know, I don't like to really boast what I buy. You know, like I it's part of like I'm a little bit of a humble dude, but also like I don't want to be that person who influences other people to get stuff. I gotcha. want them to get stuff for the right reason, not because oh I saw somebody who has a big following get this or you know this is what's cool now because I saw it on so and so's page like. I would rather just get it and when people find out I have it or I share it and people are like, oh, where'd you get that? Or mm -hmm. how long ago was that? I picked it up, you know. Um, I picked this up probably a month or two ago. It's when it dropped because these sell out very quickly. They this do. is the mm -hmm. is a group B. This is a group B. And I was a big fan of the Corsica Blue when it dropped. Mm -hmm. And that was a much more it's like that Miami blue on the like, like Miami Heat alternate yeah, colors blue. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got pink with it. So it looks yeah. a lot like that. And I was a really big fan of that. And that sold out quick. And I saw this. And I'm not going to lie. When I saw it, I thought it was a little more green tone than it is. And now I'm just one of these pastel blue bros. I think it's dope. No, it's a great watch. Though. It's and, fire. And the steel is actually, I think, tinted. So I was going to ask you, too. Um, ha had you ever seen one of their pieces in person before you popped off? On yes, because okay. I've been to Wind Up before. Gotcha. Worn and Wound. Um, I didn't go this past year, but the, the previous ones they had before COVID, I guess, mm -hmm. I went and these wowed me when I saw them. Yeah, so they look great online in terms of like colors and how they shoot it. Mm -hmm. But when you actually get to hold one in person, that's where it's really like, it pops because you realize like this guy really put his education into this brand. Like yeah. he's an industrial designer. This is a fantastic piece. He does really amazing yeah. watches. And the bracelet is wild. Like I thought this was gonna be a little bit of a hair puller because I'm I'm a relatively hairy mm -hmm. dude. It doesn't doesn't at all. It tapers really nicely. The links are really easy to remove. Yeah, and it you know cliche it catches a lot of light, sure. <laughs> which is a lot of fun. But this the the whole automotive look and sort of like the speedometer type dial. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it 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 when I first saw it, it spoke to me, and I was like, man, I really want to get one of these, but I gotta wait for the right one. This would be like my Miami watch. Yeah. Summer. <laughs> Summer is going to be a big, oh, yeah. big autodromo season. Yeah, this thing is fire. Yeah, pass that around. This is great. That's your first time holding one of those, right? Yes. You've never seen one in person. I've never seen one in person. I was looking at the um, the Copper State 1000. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know why. I just I think there's some of these brands like Autodromo that do so many cool pieces. You know you're not going to buy them all, and so it's kind of hard to pull the trigger because I'm like, it's which yeah, which one do I get? And so I'm just waiting to see. It's almost like what we were talking about with um, with Ricardo, where yes. it's like when you know, you know. And so it's like I'm tempted to pull the trigger because I like it, but I'm just waiting to see that one where I'm like, all right, that's I have to have that one. exactly, you know. But this thing is dope. What do you think of that? I like it a lot. Yeah. I definitely see what you mean with the pastel. <laughs> <laughs> turquoise is the, turquoise. is the color of 2022. I'm going to say the right T word. Nah. I, said, I specifically left that out. The Tiffany <laughs> Autodromo. Oh, turquoise? Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make my ears bleed. 
What do you think about the uh, the boom of of watch podcasters coming out right now? Because there's there's a lot of action happening right now in the industry. Everyone's starting a show. I think at the end of the day, it it can never be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's always good to have variety. It's always good to have, you know, it's like the more the merrier, I guess. Sure. Because even when we started Rich Cheese Radio, all the, I guess what I would call it, consider the big ones were doing their thing. And then slowly one by one, oh, this one went to every other week. This one is on hiatus. This one's calling it quits. And next thing you know, like my usual schedule of listening is gone. And I'm like. I noticed that a lot. Man, that's a, that's a like that's a bummer. So now that I have a whole different, you know, schedule of drops throughout the week that I listen to on my commute, I think it's a good thing. You know, I, I I always like another fresh perspective or to just see where people are coming from. And it's always interesting to see what what realm people collect in, because so many times people will talk about Rolex, Omega, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to talk about the most random affordable brands and i'm like you know what i'm all right with that yeah, yeah. i don't know anything about them you know I, I guess i would like to know more that, that's okay too you know i i i guess variety is the spice of life variety is definitely the spice of life that's one of the things that interests me most with watch collecting and then like having people uh visit the shop you know from even like when we had kelly and here's this woman with this amazing history with tiffany and patek philippe who also happens to own 75 swatches. Yeah. Like before the moon swatch hype yeah. was yes. cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like she's always thought swatch was cool. You know, to look at your collection and you've got like your connection with Seiko, Grand Seiko, which is a storied brand, Nevada Grenchen, which has its own history. And then you throw a little spice in there, yeah. right? Like Autodromo is a curveball. I mean, when you consider it, but there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's a dope watch. And I have, you know, I have a, a vintage Speedmaster. I didn't bring it. Sure. I'd rather, you guys know what a Speedmaster looks like. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for considering that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, when it comes to things like meetups yeah. and everything, I like to bring the stuff either I don't think people have seen or stuff that is just kind of strange. No, we there. appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, one of the things you did talk about too, we, we keep touching on Seiko. You have a Seiko here. This is a, this is a vintage... Lord Matic. Lord Matic, yeah. From what, the 70s? I don't know about this one. What's this about? So this is, I believe that has a movement that was a predecessor to Grand Seiko movements. But this guy, from a recent meme I posted, I do actually really like smaller watches. Yeah. And vintage, vintage watches allows you to... Because what is that, like a 34? No, it's 36. 36. 36. Yeah. But they allow you to get into that that range without spending a crazy amount of money like that sure. was like 300 bucks yeah but it's got a ton of character to it it's got a linen dial it's got a kanji day wheel um obviously i bought it used it's pretty old i think it's from it's, the 60s it's, it's, oh, so yeah i was gonna say it's gotta be a little bit older because my so i have yours is from the what early 70s mine's is from the early 70s i actually have it with me so i'll um after the show yeah I'll, definitely I'll, check I'll bring that out. it out um but yeah it's beautiful yeah it looks a lot like yours just like the case, the case design, like the shape. And you could tell this probably is an earlier piece because mine has like that really vibrant, like mirror finish. Like you can see the Zeratsu polishing. You see it here, but you can tell like this is kind of like in that early beginning stages. 
So, yeah, it makes sense that this would be a 60s piece. The cool thing about that one, too, is that the date and the date wheel are two different finishes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. This is actually a great choice. Where did you acquire this? Uh, eBay, believe it or not. Respect. <laughs> but no, I, mean, <laughs> I, ha I have some connects that are uh, pretty reliable. knowledgeable and reliable yes. in vintage Seiko. So I will hit them up time to time and be like, what do you think of this? And they'll either give me the yay or the nay, but I got a yay on this one. So respect. You know, it's got, it's got pretty sharp edges. Yeah, you got to be careful. A lot of the text is still there. So that's, you know, it doesn't. I mean, the case bag is perfect. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, show any polishing. Yeah. The case yeah. bag has instructions on how to take the movement out. Did you see Isn't that, that crazy? It says, pull, it says pull through glass. <laughs> it says pull, set, Push, lever, set, pull, lever, stem. pull, stem. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, and it still keeps pretty good time, too. That's dope. Um, in the spirit of humor, what brands do you really like riffing on? <laughs> I know there's got to be something that you're just like, oh, I got you again. Well, I think a lot of the big ones are easy targets sure. and sometimes do it to themselves, right? And again, I don't dislike these brands, right? Like Rolex is always an easy target because sure. they're, I think a lot of people consider them the measuring stick for yep. the whole industry. Yeah, benchmark. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Omega love their watches, but like they have some funny, they go to the well a lot. You know, they have some funny tropes right there. They're all in on the moon landing. They're all in on James Bond. They're yeah. all in on certain things that after a while you're like, all right, I, I get it. <laughs> I know that one, right? I've seen this one before. Yeah. So those ones are always easy to go with. Um, but again, I like to try to keep it lighthearted with sure. that. I try not to rip on too many small brands because at the end of the day, like that could really damage their, yeah. their brand no, image. No, <laughs> I feel you. They're also still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you don't, you know, you don't want to burn those bridges. I mean, would I have always thought I was going to own an Autodromo? No. Do I own one now? Yeah. Like, I also don't want somebody coming back at me and being like, hey, you said a bunch of mess about this watch. Now you got one? And then you got to eat a bunch of crow. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I try, you know, I try to spread it out kind of evenly. But, sure. but the, the big ones that probably don't care about little old me, I think those are probably my favorite because I know at the end of the day, they're not gonna, their sales are not going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> no facts. Um, how many watches do you have in your collection? Oof. Outside of like, because you brought four with you. Yeah. You said, oof, so I know it's a lot. No, you know what it is? I just, I don't really keep a tally. Sure, it's hard sometimes. When I get asked the same question, I kind of like have to I'm gonna like count say my head. Under 20, but definitely over, probably between 15 and 20. Has, yeah. has your approach to collection at all changed or been influenced now that you're a father? There are some watches that I see them and I'm like, man, I would really like to pick that up for my kid. Mm. Like, my oldest, he's about to turn three in the spring, but he has a, a little Timex dinosaur watch that, oh, cool. that they sent me with my grand Seiko. It's just a, a little thank you because they knew I, I had a son. Mm -hmm. And he wears it. And he, you know, he's too young to tell time. Sure. <laughs> and he, he gets the concept of time because he'll put it on and then he'll say, oh, daddy, we're going to time how long the ice pops take because he likes to make ice pops from juice and we put, hey. him, put him in the, the freezer. And so he'll come back and he'll be like, they're done. And I'm like, no, they're not done. It's been 30 <laughs> minutes. But, but he's, he's understanding the concept of time passing. And I think it's great. So That's like, awesome. so that was immediately when I saw the moon swatch. I was like, I would love to snatch one. Oh, of heck yeah. Man. Obviously, mm. I don't know anybody who's got one. But, mm. but if I can get my hands on one, I would love to get one for him because 
I don't have to. I can give it to him, and at the end of the day, if he beats it up, he beats it up. Yeah, you know? it's a swatch. But it's it's a killer piece, and it's you know it homages to a, a super historic piece, one that I own. So it would be like a great little I don't know father son connection. That's kind of how I thought about those two. Like when I saw all the colors and it being like it was just a lot of fun. I thought about getting one for my daughter and just kind of like setting it on the shelf, whether she wears it or not. Maybe yeah. it's just a collector's piece or something like that. You know. How much fun did you have during the Moon Swatch release? <sighs> Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I've never, I've never cleaned up followers like that. <laughs> yeah, you got up to like twenty five k. I did. I just broke twenty five k. But yeah, I, and it's funny because I, I have a, a, a giveaway going on for twenty five k with a, a strap company that has, I've worked with before, mm-hmm. and it was right before that he messaged me and he's like, "Oh, I see you're above twenty two. I'm like, "Yeah," I'm like, "Dude, it's, uh, it's snail's pace right now." I mean, I was like, "I don't know when I'm gonna get there." He's like, "Yeah, don't worry, it'll, it'll happen." I'm like. I can't make any promises. Within three weeks, I was there, and it was crazy. It was, wow. and uh, at my job, it's they don't break my shops too much about it, but like they they still kind of picky about people being on their phone all the time. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> I'm having a big week like that. I'm checking, and like every time sure. I open the app, it's like thirty comments, hundred likes, you know, forty files. I'm like, oh my god, like how am I not going to pay attention to this? <laughs> exactly. I'm like going outside. I'm go- I'm going to hide in the bathroom. I'm like, oh my god, like what what is going on here? You know, but uh, yeah, I, I like to look at the analytics once in a while, and like the amount of reach on some of those posts were absolutely insane. But you know, it, from the people waiting in line outside, as I, as you guys did, I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, to you know, I'm not gonna lie, Miss Uranus. It's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I can't lie. I'm, I'm still a little bit of a 15 yeah, year old deep down. Funny. No, I, I, yes. yeah, it's pretty funny. Mission to Uranus. Yeah. You know? Check. Check. <laughs> yes. But there was just a lot, a lot there. And uh, I feel like I just jumped all over it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep throwing it out there. And if people don't think this stuff is funny, it's fun. Some people are going to be like, man, this is accurate. So it's tight, though, man. I mean, this is this is the the kind of the beauty about like, the, one of the good things about social media and connectivity is like you started with something incredibly organic, right? Just sharing humor. Yeah. And it's blossomed into a community, legit, uh, a podcast. Yeah. Merch. Yes. <laughs> which we need some more merch. Cause, so, yeah. <laughs> so originally that I, I, there was at no point was I like, oh, I'm going to sell merch for profit. What happened was, uh, there's a few people who I'll hop on a live stream with once in a while. And uh, they were like, yo, why don't we get merch? And I'm like, I don't want to make merch. Like, who wants, <laughs> who wants meme guy merch? And I'm like, no, no, we want something, you know, to rep the gang. I'm like, all right. So, like, I went on, like, one of those print-to-order sites. I made sure. up, you know, just took the logo, slapped it on, you know, a mug and a hat. And all the people who got one got one or whatever. And then there was whole supply chain issues and stuff. So, I was like, all right. So, I just took it down. Um, the funny part about that is... When you do that stuff, they'll let you request samples of other things. So I was just slapping on everything and requesting samples. That's how I got this. I didn't actually make these hoodies. Like I just put it on a black hoodie and I was like, here we go. Send it to me. And like they'll send it to you at cost, which is nice. Like you're not actually buying it. So you know, I went a little overboard. My wife's like, what the heck is all this stuff? But you know, it's pretty funny. Um, I even actually had somebody make me keychains for no apparent reason. They're like, yo, I have a 3D printer. And I make these cool keychains. They're like loomed, and he's like, "You want some?" I'm like, "Sure, okay. man. I'm not gonna say no." And, and so he like made them and sent them to me. And I, I still haven't given them away, but I, I'm gonna try to find the right um spot for that. I guess that is hilarious. So it's kind of cool. 
Um, yeah, but you should do something with the uh, with some of the memes. It'd be interesting to see what you could do with that too. Like whether like T-shirts or like I don't know. I always get very touchy about like copyright. No, I know that's what I'm thinking about that too. Like, you how do you get I get very touchy. I'm like, Ben ah, Climate can only take yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we talked about your collection. We we talked about Rich Cheese Radio and and, and Bro Dinky. Um, we talked about the fact that you are an avid watch collector, which a lot of people might not know and. I'm, I'm glad this is an opportunity where they get to find that out. Um, what do you have on your short list? I think that's like the biggest thing with a lot of us is that it is like this, this rabbit hole. And once you, you slip and you fall in, you can't stop falling. And you always have a short list. I have about three watches yeah. on my radar right now. What's Brodinky after next? So given my, my crazy thoughts that I have at night when, you know, I'm sitting up and everybody else is asleep, I have like different categories of, stuff I would consider buying. So there's like the, I would sell everything and buy this, which mm-hmm. would be a Sedna Speedmaster. A which Speedmaster? Sedna. Sedna. Oh, Sedna. okay. So like sell everything yeah. I own yeah. and just go yeah. for broke. Right. Like We support <laughs> that decision. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's kind of like the next tier down, like, you know, I just got to raise at work. Let's say I, I crush an investment or something. What am I going to buy? That Grand Seiko Omiwatari. Yep. I was talking to these guys about that the other day. 37 millimeters. It's fire. All dial, that beautiful wave pattern. Mm-hmm. Fire. You know, I already love the brand. I, I, it's like a shoe in for me. Um, and then I feel like there's a bunch of things that go from like affordable to not so affordable mm-hmm. that I'm kind of looking at. Um, I really want to add actually a, a Zodiac. I'm, I, I, you probably caught that on the pod when I was talking about it, but a vintage Zodiac. Like yeah, the yeah. older ones with like the kind of like lilac bezel, that old Seawolf. There's, a, yeah, there's a couple of them out there still. Yeah, they're still out there. I feel like they haven't really blown up crazy yet. I would really love to add one of those. Even their um, their GMT. The mm-hmm. uh, It's not the Supersonic. What is it? I can't think of the name. The right old now. GMT? Yeah. They re-released it recently. I can't remember the name off the top. We can, of my head. We'll bring it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. We'll bring it up. It out. It's got one of those names. It's not the Super. It, the yeah. uh, Ultrasonic is the Anacar. Uh, okay, that's another brand. Yes. I've, I've been down down the rabbit hole on Anacar. Yeah, especially they've got a lot of cool oh, vintage divers. They do. They've got some cool. They have that the Ultrasonic GMT. Mm-hmm. It's, it's red and white. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. Um, I've always really been into the uh, 1675 root beer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Like those fade out. So, so not nice. the not the new Tudor root beer. Not the, not the Tudor root beer. Not the new Rolex root beer. The older root beers that are like the more like a ketchup and mustard. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But that two tone Jubilee on like a nice faded one of those. Yeah. Like the Tiger Eye dial is yeah it's to nice. die for. What are some of your favorite watches uh, that you've seen so far? We just we just finished Q1. And there were a bunch of releases, watches and wonders, and then like brands are still shooting things out. What's like. Has there been anything that kind of wowed you? Um, the gold speedies from Omega were crazy. Still, yeah, yeah. we keep talking about that. That moonshine gold, mm-hmm. especially with the green dial. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. Sick. It's yeah. crazy. I can't yeah. wait to see one in person. Well, yeah. Well, now you start to see videos kind of surface of the piece because mm-hmm. before it was just like the still shots. You'll get some from Hodinkee. You'll get some from Omega. Yeah. Whatever. Now you're getting wrist shots and wrist videos. Yeah. And you're like, yo, this it's is fire. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> they did it. They did a really, really good job um, with Omega. How'd you how'd you feel about the release period? Because I know because you gave them a lot of 
flat. You you definitely like let them have it. Omega, I you know I I definitely wasn't on the the same wave of the of the people who said it was a straight up copy copy job. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I get that. Was the ultra deep you know a shot across the bow of the deep sea? Maybe, but I mean, look at what they put out. Yeah, the thing is crazy. Yeah, and the capabilities on it are nuts, right? I mean, the the colored Aquateras is that a shot at the the colored oyster perpetuals? Definitely maybe. is. Maybe, but like I also said, they know that. Everybody who goes into a dealer that carries both, they say, oh, no, we don't have those, but we have these. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, they know there's market share to be had there. And can I fault them for that? No. Yeah. You can but, also argue that they made a better watch. I the 100% will argue the that. New Aquateras. Yeah. And I, I, I often go toe-to-toe with people about the Speedmaster versus the Daytona also. Next two of us. I Daytona. 100%. But, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't think it was a bad drop at all. I think because they kind of did it by themselves, it yeah. got a ton of attention. And because you you have people who will draw a one-to-one comparison across the board for the whole release, there's going to be a little bit of a negative spin on it. But overall, I think it was very successful. I think they're crushing it right now. Like Omega is, it's available. Yeah. The watches are insane as far as looks go, as far as technology is concerned, timekeeping. I mean, like I feel like half their watches are master chronometer. Yeah. 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 That's not Facts. an easy thing to do. Like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> like Tudor did that in one watch. Yeah, <laughs> yes, with with help from Omega on top. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I think it. It's it's. I, if you'd had told me in in January that it would have played out like this, I couldn't have predicted it. I mean, Omega just really came through and just like. They kind of Will Smith slapped everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. They stopped the show. <laughs> they really did. It yeah. was just like. If we're being honest, like from the novelties release to then like a week before Watches and Wonders, psh, yes, Moon Swatch. Will, Will Smith does win Aquaterra, by the way. <laughs> Valid. Makes sense. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> that, is, that is hilarious. And uh, so that's probably the perfect segue to our next segment, Horological Hot Takes. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> so this was inspired by Rich T's Radio sure. because you describe it as a horological hot take. So at, we had this idea. We were going to throw out a word and whatever. It could be a brand, phrase, place. And you say the first thing okay. that comes up to mind. Word association. Word association. Right. Um, you ready? All right, let's go. <laughs> Rolex, fanboy. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like that. It's good. Right. <laughs> That's good. Uh, watches and wonders. Lukewarm. Okay. Respect. Desk diver. Well worn. I'll go with. That's a hyphenated word. <laughs> okay. Tutor. Potential. Like that. Gray market. Evil. (laughs) (laughs) Tag Hoyer. Trash. I I don't want to say trash. I'm looking for a word. (laughs) I was looking for a word like somebody needs to do something with this thing. Like, I don't know. Like, God help me. I want to say sleeping is what I want to say. Okay. (laughs) Asleep. Asleep at the wheel. All right. Uh, Switzerland. Home. Not my home. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, Ita- I'm Italian, but still. Like. Uh, last one. Grand Seiko. Love. Art. 
I don't know what you want. I have so many words I could throw out there. Sure. It's just, uh, it's, I've, I've, uh, got such an affinity for that brand and such a love for it now after just, at first it was like, oh, this is just high class Seiko. And I was like, I like that. And I'm like, oh, this isn't just high class. It is. And it's so different. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm watching the behind the scenes of people sitting there with a little wheel Mm -hmm. polishing each little piece. You know, I started holding them. I I remember the time I saw the snowflake in person and I was like, wow. I was like, this style is just like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. You know, and then I saw the blue Kirizuri in person. I don't know why my my buddy was going to buy that. Like, and he's like, he had the card and he's like, no, I'm not going to. He regrets that to this day. That, that's the one thing he made the hundred of, right? Yeah. yeah, he should regret that. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, he should. I yeah, saw that should. thing in person. It was beautiful. Like, and that was, I think, the point where I was like, this is so much more than just like upscale Seiko or trying to compete with Rolex and Omega and all the big boys. Like, they're in their own league. They're in their own like, league. I almost feel like they want to be like the Japanese ALS almost, like where they're just trying to do create like that. Yeah. Um, Constant Force? Yeah. That cost me. I was, like, I was looking at this thing. I'm like, crazy, mind blown. Yeah, crazy. What happens is when they start going even more? Like when they continue and go complicated watches. What happens there? Because right now the only thing you really get is high beat spin drive, and everybody's kind of like giving them all this like, you know, oh they make too many watches. They make too. Uh, they make too many different dials. They do this. They do that. Okay, great. What if they go ahead and they say, all right, we're going to listen to you. Scrap it. We're not going to do any crazy dials. We're going to do crazy complications. Oh, you think our watches are cheap? 200000 What's up? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that, would be that, watch, that watch retails for 350 But that's what I'm saying. What if they start going, all right, great. Entry level, 10000 Next step up. Hundred thousand. Well, that's already kind of happening. Yeah, they're people yeah. people they're are walking them. in, and, or people are. What they're really asking for is a white birch, ninety-seven hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. The birch yeah. did that. The only yeah. Atari did that. It started off with a snowflake. Oh, I want a snowflake. All right, yes. fifty-eight hundred dollars. You get a snowflake. Yes. And Now it's like I want something more. Okay, give me ten. I'll give you something more. Yes. What happens when it's like okay, give me fifteen. I'll give you something more. It's just gonna keep going and going and going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. at that point, you can't deny them. They haven't flexed their muscle yet. I think. I think this was like a really big first sign. It's, that's exactly yeah, the first yeah, sign. Because yeah, yeah. the, the Torbion's three fifty, and then what happens when they make something that's like okay? Here's something we regularly offer. It's twenty five grand. How does they make a minute repeater? Right. Well, Crador did a minute repeater. It's yeah. just that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's not a thing anymore, but it was for a while. Mm. Twenty. And those are twenty five thousand. Not even precious metal. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Rolex can charge fourteen grand for a dive watch. What happens when Grand Seiko does it? Well, that's also a great point because, um, and it's so funny because we talk about the secondary market and it being a necessary evil. Um, I don't know if we ever shared this on the show, but the biggest question I asked Perry, I was like, well, when do you think that this is going to end? As far as in terms of like Rolex, Rolex the market. secondary market. Whenever go, people stop wanting watches. Exactly. Well, well, yes, but when people stop wanting watches in retail. Right now, the reason why Rolex is having the struggles that they're having is because they can't just go flat out and say, you know what, scratch it. We're going to throw another 10, we're going to put a 100% markup on our Submariner. So annually, they have to do between 5 and 10% to increase their product. So they have to play ball. But for Grand Seiko, they could just go ahead and flat out and be like, all right, great, scratch the line. No more snowflake. You want a new snowflake? But Rolex has been like 
I mean, they're making what far more precious metal watches than they did in the past. Yes. Limiting what they're doing in steel. So it does also kind of seem like slowly but surely they're kind of pushing themselves into more of like a paddock AP space. Yeah. Like the brand is there, but the product assortment isn't really there yet. Exactly. But the cachet is there. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like. I mean, I don't know if I, I think it's, it makes a great case study in terms of like branding. Yes. Because I haven't ever seen anything quite like this before. It's nuts. What Rolex is going through. And I, and I guarantee you what happens next, you know, everyone, they actually increase production annually piece mm-hmm. by piece. I, I say they probably start cutting it. That's what I was going to say. Dude. Cut the cut the yacht master. Cut the this. I don't think the they'll that. cut the yacht master well, no, 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 and that no, 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 stuff. I just I think I, I just think, threw like the lowest yeah. hanging fruit. I think, <laughs> I think you'll see them them cut production numbers over the years, the next few years, and, and continue prices. and increase prices because they'll be offering far more precious metal pieces. Yeah, which is but far their, less but watches their DNA in is that yeah. too. Yeah. But the DNA is kind of like steel watches because they started as like. Like performance, I feel you. you I mean, when you have Tudor, then it's like you want to steal. That's that's true. You want to steal GMT. There you go. (laughs) A little brother. You wanna you you want a Steve McQueen uh, Explorer? They got it. Yes. I mean, it feels like that. I mean, I don't. Time will tell. Sense. It makes total sense. Only time will tell. But for all the fanboys out there, you gotta you know get you a Green Lantern. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I love that meme that you did with the uh the GMT and like the that was good. sloth from yes. Goonies. That was good. <laughs> Goonies. I was like, that, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at I, I showed like, that to my wife. <laughs> I was like, who only has one eye on one side? I was like, was I know good. who. <laughs> that was good. Oh man. Yeah. That was hilarious. Um, this has been dope, man. Uh appreciate you stopping by. I had Absolutely. a lot of fun. Yes. And um you know, for everyone checking to see our man right here, you can find him at Brodinky on uh, Instagram. And uh, I encourage you all to, to, to check out his podcast, Rich Cheese Radio, which is on Spotify. It is. Where else are you guys on? Uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I can't remember where else, but I, all the major ones pretty much. All the major yeah. ones. Just Google Rich Cheese Radio. Definitely on Spotify. Um, worth every minute. It is It is gold. You'll you'll laugh. You'll you'll gain some knowledge and some insight. And uh, there's a lot of great watch talk happening too with you and Schmidt. Uh, for all of you guys out there who tuned in, thank you. We appreciate you. you know where to find us: Instagram at RiskCheckPod. We're on Spotify, audio and visual. We are on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast as well. Yes, sir. This was episode 20 with Bro Dinky, and we'll see you next week. Peace, Peace. deuces.